0: Hello and welcome to Customer Marketing Catch-Up, the podcast from the Customer Marketing Alliance. In today's episode, I'm joined by Lisa Arellano, Head of Customer Marketing at Filevine. We'll be exploring how to communicate features, products, and services to your customers. So joining me on the podcast today, I have Ornalisa Ariano, Head of Customer Marketing at Filevine. Thank you so much for joining us here today at the Customer Marketing Alliance.
1: Yeah, thank you for having um,
0: me. Really good. So just to kind of kick things off with uh, a little bit of background information about you, can you tell us about your journey to customer marketing? What did it look like? How did you, how did you get here?
1: Yeah. So I think it's kind of interesting. So I'm a Salt Lake City, Utah native, and I started my career in higher education, managing communications, but it was pretty full scale from project management of creative assets to building email workflows in the CRM and even coding them. Um, And then from there, I went to a software company as a demand gen manager. And about eight months into that role, I started taking on the go-to-market strategy and also was tapped to run user groups and the client advisory board or CAB. And so those two projects were really kind of like my first a toe dip into true customer marketing. And that's kind of really where I fell in love with customer marketing and wanted to seek out a role where I could focus fully on that. So here I am, I'm head of customer marketing at Filebind, which is a legal tech company. And I was the first ever CM hire at the organization.
0: Amazing. I know a lot of other customer marketers might be in the same position, whether the first CM hire. um, And a lot of people are quite curious about how customer marketing looks in in each org. So what what does yours look like over at FileVine?
1: Yeah. So I have a small team, just me and an associate customer marketer right now. And we handle the full scope of everything. So community, customer storytelling and advocacy program. A cab. Uh, we support the user conference, the customer reference program, and the customer referral
0: program. Amazing. So, like the for the full range. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and to kind of sort of take a little bit of of a turn into kind of what we're here to talk about today. So more of communicating features. You know, the products and services a brand might offer. Um, In your role, to what extent do CM own like comms related to new features or new products and and the like?
1: Yeah. So in my role, um, communicating new features and products is pretty much fully owned by product marketing. Uh, I have a wonderful demand gen team who handles the execution of the comms, but the PMMs are the drivers of the content. And I certainly help in that when it comes to pushing out info in the community or um, by helping copy edit, but that's not customer marketing owned in my organization.
0: (laughs) Okay, Cool. And in terms of like the the big challenges, I know a lot of people in our community have been talking about this quite a lot recently. What do you think are the challenges that customer marketers face when they're trying to, you know, talk about new features or new services?
1: Yeah. So I think one One is just keeping track of everything. There's so much going on. Um, So my organization, for example, has three pillar brands or softwares um, with each of them having a variety of new features coming out weekly or stuff being pushed to beta. Um, so I really rely on the respective PMM or the product owner to keep me in the loop and attend as many of those update meetings as I can. Um, but I think another thing that I've found that's interesting in communicating new features is in the community, um, we have various people in various different betas. And so they'll be talking maybe about a beta that they're in that not everybody else is in Um, and so it's kind of maintaining standards there or somebody said hey I signed up for that beta why is this person in it and I'm not in it and you have to do the explaining of how we slowly open up betas so we don't flood all of our insiders is what we call our beta testers at once with potential issues so it's just kind of continual education there.
0: Uh, that's a really, really, really good tip. I'm sure it's, it's hard to kind of keep on top of everything. Um, and kind of to drill into that a little bit more, what would be your kind of three or four best practices to, to make sure the customers are aware of like, you know, the full range of of things that, that the brand can offer? Yeah,
1: so lifecycle marketing, which includes um, account manager enablement. So I think really looking at the data, um. For example, um, like something like Pendo or AppCues of how much people are using the product and kind of continually rolling out um, new features. So if they're only in one little hub, give them announcements and emails, um, have workflows for their account manager to reach out to them to start using different areas of the product I rely heavily on my community uh, and announcing new features, but also just, you know, standard ones that people might not know about. So, for example, we have a um, document, like an e-sign tool, and I had a couple customers, longstanding customers who are big advocates, ask if we had a Spanish language version for the e-sign. And I was like, yes, (laughs) this has been out for a long time. (laughs) So it was kind of a humbling moment to kind of take a step back and say, if my top advocates are asking for this and it's a very easy little toggle on, it's not hidden, um, I should probably go and create some content around that, push it out in the community, um, make sure that people are aware, and just kind of do that like circle back on reminding people of everything that's offered. And then I mentioned this already, but just, uh, Again, to Pendo or AppCues, the in-app guides or announcements that are directly in the product, I think, are huge.
0: Awesome! That's that's really great. And when we're thinking about kind of, you know, your top advocates, you know, the people that are that are really shouting about your brand how how do your strategies change when when you're marketing to to that group as opposed to to others?
1: Yeah. So I really try and treat my advocates as partners because at the end of the day, they are, we get a lot of new customer referrals from a lot of the advocates. Um, And so they're out there telling the story of how my product or service is changing their work. So I don't like to come to them with like overly salesy pitches. Um, I like to position it as more of a mutual value add. So like, let me help. If I have um, something that I need help with, like a guest on webinar, for example, it's kind of framed around, like, let me help you get your voice out there through this channel talking about X, where you're a thought leader, um, and then you can help me find new customers or help build the demand pipeline.
0: Awesome. Really nice. And I'll I'll save my question about thought leadership (laughs) until we come later on. It's it's interesting that you mention it. Um, but. When, we, when it comes to as well, upselling, cross-selling, do you have any advice on that? Because that can be quite tricky when we're, we're talking about advocates or people who who are already in the customer base. Yeah. Uh, how would you go about that?
1: Definitely. I,
0: again, really like to position it as a value add.
1: Um, so I approach cross-selling through like a thought leadership lens, um, for example. So it's I feel like I have a unique target audience and it's maybe a little bit easier for me because most of them are attorneys and with that, um, they are managing partners or founders. So they're entrepreneurs. So it's very easy to position best practices from other entrepreneurs of like, Hey, look at how they are revolutionizing their business or the practice of law in this certain area. Um, And then upselling is a little bit different, but again, kind of back to like uh, those in-app tools. If you see somebody using the tool to the max, talk to them about it. If there's uh, like they might need new users, um, they might need a certain add-on feature that will help optimize their usage. Um, And again, if there's an innovative way that you have an advocate using the product um, that's not in the target persona tell them about it so like maybe there's somebody else at their organization that could be utilizing the tool in a way that they don't know about.
0: Awesome and really interesting that you mentioned thought leadership because I'm kind of seeing it everywhere in all kinds of you know different forms at the moment and from different kinds of brands as well um, and for your brand in terms of thought leadership and how, how do you go about it in terms of communication and, and content how, how do you go about like trying to kind of drip that thought leadership in? To your customer marketing programs?
1: Yeah, so uh, I have a program where I have customers write blog posts for me. So that's a good channel there. And then I push it out through the community. We also have a pretty regular webinar series. And so I bring as much as I can, I bring a customer as a guest onto those webinars to kind of chat about how they're doing whatever with the tool that we're pitching at the time. So it's a very soft pitch, um, not a demo. It's really highlighting the customer and just kind of chatting through how they're doing whatever um, with a internal moderator, kind of guiding the
0: conversation. Awesome. Great. And customer feedback as well. To, to, To what extent does that inform your strategy or is it about more, you know, information gathering from other departments, whether it's product marketing or product? How, how does it kind of work that that kind of balance and relationship?
1: Yeah, so it's a little interesting. Um, since I came on as the very first customer marketing person at my organization, there was already a program like NPS running. We obviously had our product team doing market research. So um I'm kind of busy building everything from the ground up. So customer feedback, I'm not super, super involved in like setting the go to market or um, upsell cross sell process. But I do. I would say I'm very entrenched in customer feedback, especially in the community. So I gather a lot of that surface it to other departments if needed Um, as well as doing just ad hoc customer feedback research. So like when I was looking to launch a community, it's currently on Facebook right now, but we're about to launch it through Vanilla Forums. I did a whole qualitative research process to kind of pick people's brains. And that really helped guide my strategy on what platform I selected, as well as how we're going to roll it out.
0: Awesome. And you mentioned a couple of times that you've been building the, the your customer marketing function from the ground up. How is it going? Um, can you give us a bit of an update yeah. Have you sort of blocks that you faced on the way?
1: It's going good overall. I think I've done a pretty good job positioning the importance of customer marketing at my organization. Um, some blockers, I would say though, is customer marketing is never going to be seen, at least yet, as important as demand gen and filling the pipeline or even product marketing. At my organization, I'm kind of third in line. And so some blockers are getting resources. Um, But I found some creative ways to do some things in-house like tracking my customer references and all of my acts of advocacy in Salesforce. Uh, I got some friends in BizOps to build something for me as opposed to buying a tool like Point of Reference or Reference Edge. So,
0: Awesome. And as well, just to pick out on something that you alluded to. So Now that customer marketing is kind of taking root in a lot of different organizations and people you know are realizing the power of, you know, existing customers and advocacy, what what do you see kind of in store for later this year or, or next year? What do you think is going to happen with customer marketing? Any predictions?
1: Yeah, I mean, I wish
0: I I had a crystal ball,
1: (laughs) but I think it's just only going to continue growing. Um, There was some research, I think, off of LinkedIn that customer marketing is one of the fastest growing positions right now. Um, So I think it's just getting that growth and then taking root so that it's a pillar in almost every marketing team. I know that it's not quite a pillar in every marketing team yet, but I see it going that way. And then hopefully it'll kind of be that like three pronged where they're equally important between demand, uh, product marketing, customer marketing. I've always advocated that customer marketing is one of the most important functions when you look at like the lifetime value of customers, um, retention. Always said that current customers are the easiest to sell to. Um, So, Uh,
0: Excellent. Uh, We better wrap things up there um i think we could talk a lot about this all day but there's some really really great advice and some some really kind of inspiring moments in there so thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today um and yeah anything else you want to plug at the end (laughs) i mean (laughs) if you're looking for legal tech software (laughs) check out filevine
1: (laughs) um but i'm just kidding there but always feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm Annalisa Ariano. I love um, chatting with other people in customer marketing and kind of just building the network and community that we have in this niche. So thank you so
0: much. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining us.
1: Yeah. Thank you.